Instinctively, man has always been drawn to the sea. Its beauty, its mystery, its secrets. But there is also a vague uncertainty, a sense of intrusion into an alien world, where man is unwelcome and completely at the mercy of the most terrifying predator on Earth. Man's deepest fear has risen again. Jaws. The Revenge. This time, it's personal. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Alter. Nativity. Stories. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Alternativity Stories, a month-long look at alternative stories set around the most wonderful time of year. Now I'm going to hand it over to the man himself, Dennis, and he is here to defend. Imagine 1980s, you know, video is the big thing at the moment. You stuck a video on, the film starts off dark place, then zooms into a point of view person on their own. This thing, be it man, be it beast, moves towards this person and takes revenge. Then forward a little bit in the movie, this beast, this this force of nature is out to get revenge on the family that have, you know, killed his family and travels across the globe to do this. And let's not forget the psychic power that one of the family member has to this force of nature. The, the horrific things that she can see when she opens her eyes or falls asleep because there's quite a few dream sequences. There's blood, there's gore, there's ripping flesh. Yeah. You know what? I'm not talking about Friday the 13th. I'm not talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street or any of those little slasher movies. But that's how you need to think about this movie. It is Jaws for the Revenge, the greatest unknown slasher movie known to mankind. Well, that is an opinion, Dennis. <laughs> okay. The best, sla- the, the best slasher movie involving right. a fish. Okay. How big is the body count in this, Dennis? If it's a slasher movie, uh, it's not massive. It's well, two not, people. Not, not well. It depends which cut you see. It could technically oh. be three people. Fine. Okay. It's it's three people. Okay. Anyway, before we get into this, Dennis, thank you for your intro, your loving intro to uh, to Jaws: The Revenge. Uh, <laughs> so we have we have a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. So uh, uh, 
obviously it's alternativity stories and this is set kind of between christmas and new year um not your average again kind of christmas film but we never cover average christmas films or holiday films <laughs> so yes jaws the revenge i had never seen uh jaws 3d which we will talk about as well which is also not very good <laughs> what do you mean not very well, that's that's almost like saying that this isn't very good that's exactly what I'm saying. Neither of them are very oh, okay. good at all. Um, just check, just check. But I, I'm not. I'm not going to bury the lead. I think most people would agree it's not very good. The, we'll get into it, but it was one of the most expensive movies of the '80s. It was one of the biggest flops. It was one of the worst reviewed. Uh, it's. I think it's in lists of worst sequels ever. It's a really bum note to go out on on such a such a great first film first blockbuster film ever you know first proper uh, steven spielberg film there's a lot of credential a lot of history and prestige with with these films and i think jaws 2 is fine i think it's good it's serviceable uh compared to 3d and and this but it's a real shame that it's just gone like it just like i'll quote the film it crapped out it certainly crapped out at the end but but dennis people aren't here to hear what i think because You've never done a, a Secret Defenders, and this is a sort of a Secret Defenders for you. So what is it about Jaws the Revenge that everybody else is wrong about? You see, I'm, I'm not really here to say that it's a work of art or that it's the best movie in the world or that people should rush out and, and watch it um, or, or subscribe or, or whatever. What I'm saying is I think it's overlooked because George, George? Jaws 3 is so crap that people don't even bother with this one. Now, you know me. I like to be positive in life, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I have an outlook on life. Um, But to be honest, you know, when it comes to kind of like horror movies and monster movies, no matter how crap they are, I always think there are nuggets there that if you look at them in isolation to the rest of the shit what's going on, there there could be something there. And this is, I think, Jaws the Revenge. It should have been called something completely different in my mind. Sharky and George. Yeah, why not? Ellen and Bruce show, something like that. There are flashes of a very good movie here. And when I say flashes, there are flashes. Yeah, there's. it's it's a very, very slow burner as well. As you've already said, there's not that many kills. And when you do see a kill, it's edited that fast, you're going to oh. may have an epileptic fit. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into that. <laughs> um, but you know, it is it is a direct sequel. You know, they they, they are set in the same place. Um, Emmett, 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 I can't even. I can never say Amity, that. Like, Amity, Amity Bill. Island. Amity yeah, Bill. So, yeah. So so they they're, they're on the island. The family are all there, apart from Chief Brody, who decided that after Jaws two and smashing up his room and saying, "I no longer want to be in any of these movies." So not to be in three and four. Roy, Roy Scheider was quoted and saying, the only thing that will make me do Jaws 4, not even Satan himself can make me do Jaws 4. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's take the opening, the opening uh, 10, 15 minutes, okay? I think it's shot very well. Okay, the, the, the point of view of the shark is a bit iffy, because if you're doing a point of view of a shark, it'd be underwater, not kind of on top of the water. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, you know, it's in the water, typical Jaws. And then you've got the the contrast of the Christmas lights. You've got, you know, a bit of carol singing in the background. 
you've got uh, I can't remember his name, the son Sean, yeah. who's got to go out to move some um, some wood, <laughs> some driftwood, <laughs> some driftwood. And there's, oh, there's such cool. a dramatic there's such a dramatic shot as well when they leave for the Bahamas. Is it the Bahamas or Barbados? Yes, it's the Bahamas. Yes. Bahamas, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> when they leave for the Bahamas, right? The camera pulls away from them and just looks at the log. Yes, and li- the ling- log. lingers on this log and it's like, this was it. This was his death. This is the cause of his death. You you, you have, I think it's, I think that opening sequence, you, you know, is very reminiscent of, of, of what you'd expect from a Jaws movie. Okay. I'm not saying, you know, the, the director, let's, let's be honest, he couldn't probably direct crap in a toilet, but this is what he's, this is what he's doing. And I think it's quite good. I, I don't think it's a terribly short scene. So obviously he goes out, you know, I'll be back. Blah, 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 so are you, are you talking just about the shark in the water, that bit, or are you talking about... I'm talking about the opening 15, well, 10 right. minutes, where he's okay. he's showing the shark point of view. He's come out. He's now he's now chief. Yeah. He's the police mom's, person. Mum's making some food, that sort of thing. Yeah. Alan Brody. He's got to go out and, and move this this dangerous driftwood <laughs> for some reason. You've got to clear um, it before the fishermen come in. Oh, God, they can't avoid that tiny log. You know, if you look at it, it, it shot very well. You know, it, it really shows the island again. You know where you are. It feels familiar. Comfy pair of slippers. You're there, you know. He gets on this little, the tiniest boat in the world. For, for chief of police. It's unbelievable. He goes out, you know, he's got bright yellow jacket on, starts getting his driftwood in, and then the revenge starts. He loses right. an arm to start off with. Arm comes off, you know, bit of blood spurt. And then out. and then it takes him about five minutes to realise he's missing an arm. Well sometimes well apparently you know sometimes some shock goes in, you don't know what's happening. I, I get it, I get it, but it was just just the way the way that was performed as well did not help. <laughs> It also didn't help. It also doesn't help the fact that the actual shark attack itself is so ed- so oh. vastly edited that you don't technically have to see anything. There's a little bit near the end of it where um, he, he comes, Sean comes up on the water and he's like splashing around and there's blood and he gets pulled back down again. For me, that is a Jaws moment. Get away from the acting, you know, because let's oh, be honest. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Let's be honest. The first, the first um, Jaws movie, those two, that couple on the, on the beach, the guy wasn't particularly good at acting at that one, is he? When he's chasing after the woman. To be to be fair, you know? I think he was he was dubbed over anyway, so he probably was well, even there. worse on the day. <laughs> well, there you go. So Jaws, Jaws has, has a history of having poor actors in the first ten minutes of movies. I I think that's a really I think that's a really really good kind of start to the film. Mm. And yes, it does kind of go down a little bit from there. But like I said before, there are bits of absolute kind of what I think is comedy horror goldenness. Greatness. I'm going to partly agree with you here. In in research I've been I watched Jaws 3D because I hadn't seen it. I felt, you know, I'll, I'll do the whole set. Uh, I didn't have to, but I said, you know what? Fuck it, let's let's do it. Uh and that film is worse than this one. The I, on every level I think it's worse than this one. This one I will give you this Dennis the cinematography is gorgeous. The way he shoots the Bahamas. Mm. Oh, um, it's beautiful. He, he, he's really good at shooting the kind of melodrama and the emotional scenes and and having that impact. And he, he knows he does know how to shoot that. He can't shoot the horror scenes. He can't shoot the action sequences. He can't do any of that. But it looks 
gorgeous like all the, the yeah. lovely blue sky the blue sea it could be a bond movie yeah exactly yeah it does it made me think of like a bond movie and i think i think james bond i think a james bond film was that was uh filmed there as well i can't remember yeah yeah, yeah. but uh one of them that's probably a roger moore one yeah so i do agree i think i think he's probably used to shooting different kinds of films and i think because of that and going back and looking at Jaws and like looking directly, like it was just a couple of nights between Jaws 3D, the framing, the shots, the cinematography, all awful, all just horrific. But at least this, it's arguably a duller film than Jaws 3. I ended up turning Jaws 3 off about three times just to kind kind of either get just have a break, look at my phone for a bit, or get some food, have a drink. I, I will say this about the film as well it did fly by. I was before I knew it. I was an hour in, but I also but I, said, I also said to myself, nothing has happened. <laughs> no, but I think it, it, it's a slow burner. Okay, it's a very slow burner approach, and you get to know every single character which is going to be in this, in, in you know, main character within this. Yeah. You know, you know, Michael, um, Ellen, you, um, the Michael Kane character whose name I can never remember, Ho- Hoagie. Hoagie, you know, like a, who's, like, um, like a nickname for a cigar. I imagine him yeah. he, he would would really look good smoking a cigar. Doesn't he? I think he, he said he's never seen the movie. It's probably terrible, but the house it bought's lovely. <laughs> so that's what Michael K was about it. But <laughs> he got paid. Spe- no, I've got this. I've got this. Let me find the figure he was paid. He said, um, "This is another quote from him." He said, "Won an Oscar, built a house, and had a great holiday. Not bad for a flop movie." He was paid 1.5 million for seven days work. And the reason <laughs> and the reason he signed on, like he, he didn't even read the first page of the script. The reason he said on it was like set in Hawaii. And he was like, right, nice one. <laughs> Let's go. That's it. Yeah, and and I, th- I I also think one of the strong points of the movie is the main cast. I, you know, you've got and not they're not, you know, I wouldn't say they were like Oscar winning actors, but you know. You've got Lance Guess, you know, playing Michael Brody, who's from Last Starfighter. Yeah, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween Two and as well. Halloween Two, yeah. Uh, Mario Van Peebles before anyone had anything to do with Highlander and changing into a bird. You know what? I've still, you... I've, I've still not seen that. I, I stopped. You know, after, I stopped after two. <laughs> you're really, really not missing much at all. You got Michael Caine in it as well, which is, you know, he's he looks like he's having a blast. And by the sounds of it, that that was all you know what in the movie. You know what? That's another thing I'll give this film. Michael Caine is single-handedly trying to save this movie. Like, he is the best thing in it. He's the most entertaining thing in it. He's the most fun thing in it. I, I, I needed more scenes with him, if anything. He also has the best the best line in, in the whole movie as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> We're just so underplayed. It's great. But anyway, so back on to defending a little bit. I, I, do, I do think that it's shot well. I think the cast... I think the cast, majority of the cast is really good. I think she's very good. I don't really know, kind of like a, a sad, psychic, at the end of a tether, you know, she understands what's going on. I, I It's very hard because there is a supernatural element to, to this movie. Yeah. Don't worry, um, we'll we'll talk about that as well. We'll talk yeah, about Yeah, which is, which is very, it's very hard to explain unless you watch it, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you again. I think the acting here is is good for the most part. I will say this about Lorraine Gary. The reason she got the role in the original Jaws is because she's married to Sid Sheinberg, 
who is the president of Universal. Nepotism! Uh, I, I don't see what you're getting at there, mate, to be honest. Well, oh, no, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> she had retired at this point, like, uh, under just under 10 years before. What connects this film and to the beginning of this year's podcast is the film she retired from was 1941, which is, apart from this, the worst film I've done on the podcast this year. Um, and that's by Steven Spielberg as well. <laughs> Um, it would. It literally would have. Uh, I was speaking to I am Jack's musings about this, and it literally would have sandwiched the year if we hadn't done our werewolves podcast before it. But she's good in it. She's not lost a beat, has she? You know. I'll be. I'll be honest. I, I don't agree with you there, Dennis. I think. No. no I, listen, I'm only jesting because I think she's. I don't very melodramatic through the whole thing. And... Oh, but but the the script doesn't help, does it? Oh, like I will well, say this for the actors. They are trying the best with what they've got, but the script is dreadful. And there's a moment I want to I want to go over now. I, I don't think she's bad. I just think she's not the most confident or strongest actor to, to put at the head of a franchise. Unfortunately, I think I think you need I think put Michael Caine there, do something. But I guess the plot is revolving around the revenge, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that. Um, but his. Here's uh, here's the quote. Um, this is from the dance scene. She's dancing with her son, and he he's worried about Hoagie like cracking onto her. He doesn't know what his job is, and he's flying around. And he's a bit of a dick, and he's like, "Oh, he's gonna shag my mum. I don't want somebody shagging my mum. Don't want her to be happy." This is the dialogue she's working with. <laughs> Here we go. I've been a pain in the ass, and I'm sorry. I'm not gonna bother you about your work. And then he interrupts, and then she goes, let me speak. I've been rehearsing this all day. Sean's death almost killed me. I'll never get over it. But I refuse to let myself be run by an obsession. I can't keep believing it was intentional. I finally figured it out. Like, she says, she says, you know, you know, Dennis, there's throwaway lines Mm. in films, isn't there? Yes. You're just like, it's unimportant, so we can just cast it aside. That is one of the most... Tragic lines. Sean's death almost killed me. I'll never get over it. You don't. You don't go. Sean's death almost killed me. I'll never get over it. <laughs> like people don't talk like that. People don't no. say those things and just be like, <laughs> you know, I almost killed myself. <laughs> you know, they don't. You no, don't, you don't just do that. And uh, and that for me shows she's either doesn't give a fuck at that point. And the fact that she says, I've been rehearsing it all day as a lie. She probably had been. Yeah, yeah she, she, li- been. she literally has been because it's her job. But within the script, I'm like, you, re- you really need to do a bit more rehearsing, Lorraine Gary. My God. Again, I don't think she's awful, but I don't think she's what you needed in no. that role. In that in that part within the story, I know it makes sense but with yeah, because uh, it's about her story, isn't it? It's yeah. about her finishing what yeah. her husband started. But it's also about lines, you know, the when Michael comes for comes back to for Sean's funeral, and um, she's cooking in the kitchen. She even blames the shark for giving Chief Brody a heart attack. <laughs> he died of fear. And I'll be honest, another thing about this film, you know. You know, sometimes people complain about fan service nowadays, like, you know, cameos and explaining weird different bits of the franchise, like Han Solo's dice and things. This is an absolute just retread of everything oh, that in yeah. the first Jaws. Like, well, they even use the same shots. 
Yeah. Well, the, she she is having flashbacks to things she wasn't there for. I know. And well, I could they, they you could so. maybe you could maybe argue that maybe the shark's given her those visions or some shit. And just because you how play does, the, how does the shark know, mate? How, <laughs> how does it know that it needs revenge? How does it know how to hunt down? How does it how does it know to go from Amityville or Amity Island to fucking the Bahamas and nothing? And and actually, there's there's I've got a fact here. I've I found out. So this is some science shit I'm going to talk about now. Okay, uh, I'm quoting this from Wikipedia. Many scenes are considered implausible, such as the shark swimming from Massachusetts to the Bahamas, approximately 1,920 kilometres or 1,193 miles in less than three days. And there's something to do with the water in Bahamas. Is it it too warm? It's too warm, yeah. It's too warm. It shouldn't be out there. This is a different beast. You know, this is a beast on a mission. Okay, so Dennis, Dennis, the revenge in this film... Yeah. So all these sharks are somehow connected. How yeah. do you how do you and how do they know that it's the Brody family that you always need to go after? Like why what do you think? What is your headcanon for this? Because they never totally explain it. I think they wrote notes to each other. <laughs> well, like hostage notes made out of newspaper yeah, clippings. Yeah. I I think I think before the first Jaws shark gets killed, he writes a little letter saying, "I'm off. I'm off to. I'm off to look at the orca now. Um, if I'm not back, Brody did it, right? And he left that. And then the next shark gets it and says, "Right, mom, I'm off. Look, Brody did it. If I'm not back in time, he's fucking done it again. And then the other shark is nothing to do with with the Jaws lineage at all. Hmm. The one in 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 SeaWorld that isn't actually attached to the sea. Who knows? Um, he's just there, uh, pissed off because he's he's in, he's in cap- captivity. But the other Jaws is the great-grandson of the first Jaws, and his mum on a deathbed told him the story of, of Chief Brody and, and the Orca and the family, and he goes, right, I'm right. having it for revenge for my mum. Yeah, my, my explanation for it, um, it's not a good explanation, but I just think the same shark keeps being reincarnated. I thought mine's far better. Well, mine's shorter, at least. Well, Shaq is reincarnated. How absurd is that? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. No more, no more absurd than the shark exploding for no apparent reason. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, we know. We all know sharks talk to each other. We've seen enough. We've sure. seen enough things with the sharks talking. I don't. I. You know what? Who cares? It's maybe the shark just gets brought. As this kind of psychic pull to eating meat from Amazon, however, I don't know. But I, I quite, I quite like the the hand me down story, to be honest. And which, which one? The my story, the hand me down. You know, more right? Sure, the notes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because then it, because then it kind of lends into um, like Friday the Thirteenth as the jaw as the jaws is going along. The jaws as Bruce is going along in his head. Good <laughs> in in his head. He's saying, "Kill them." Kill them for mummy. Kill them. Kill them. And that's just, what he's you hearing. Wanna, you want to make this into a slasher film when it really isn't. <laughs> In his head, that's what he's hearing. Kill them. Kill them for mummy. That's what he's hearing. Anyway, and I have no idea why the shark sounds like that, but that's what he sounds like. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, what, so, and what, um, why does the also? Can I ask why the shark roars as well? Well, this one's a special shark with vocal cords. Of course. Um, you, I actually know why. Yeah. I actually know why the shark roars. Go on. Um, well, the, well, I don't know. This is the, the the kind of story behind it was that the 
the script writer won two scripts at the same time and forgot which one they're on and wrote the scene with an animal roaring in it and the sound guy just put it in. I read I read that the sound guy thought it was ludicrous and refused to put in a sound effect or make a, an original sound effect. So he just stuck in a cartoon, like a cartoon oh. noise. Well, okay, but how good is the shark attack on the um, big yellow sausage thing? Banana yeah, boat. Ba- banana boat, yeah. I how think cool that was, was that? I think that was good. I... I could have done with them kind of doing something instead of just standing there screaming. I could have done with a bit more, like, I don't know, action or do something, but it's just like... Ah, yeah, but, ah, yeah, but the, the moments before that, you've got you've got Michael swimming through a, a, a shipwreck, being chased by Bruce Mack 3, 4, whatever. And that, I think that's a really good, quite a tense, quite a good scene, well shot again, um, but again, editing's... Oh, a lot too many close-ups yeah. for me. Um, I, I did think it was a bit ludicrous because it's like it's supposed to be like a 35-footer, isn't it, or something? And it fits and, in this tiny little galleon. And let's just up. talk about the shark. Okay. okay. Compared to Jaws 3, this shark technically is a lot better. It's technically better, I'll give you that. Um, it looks like a shark, even though in some shots you can actually see the... Mag- the mechanism under his chin. Do sharks have chins? Well, I know, anyway. they, don't, I know they don't have vocal cords, Dennis. <laughs> I know that much. Okay, this, this probably has got, but, you know, I think the shark looks quite good in it. I think teeth are cool in it. You know, he looks like a killing machine. And I think that the, the bit of the banana boat, I think you could put that again, like the first 10 minutes, I think you could put that in Jaws, hmm. Spielberg one, and I think it would hold up in that movie as well. It's definitely kind of shot. It's definitely kind of shot the same, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it is, and it, it uses a lot of the same camera angles and the same sort of tricks that Spielberg. I, you know, let's be honest. He sat down, watched the first one, and went, right, I'm going to copy that. That's the blueprint, and that's one of my that's one of my biggest problems with it. Is it just feels like a rehash. Like, it's all the same stuff, like, don't go in the water. I'm afraid of the water. Why would I go in the water? That's my job. I've got to do it. You know, I, I'm not going to tell my family the whole situation. Yeah. I, and, and just playing the John Williams theme does not instantly make something menacing or scary. Like, you have to do something else with it. You can't just bank on people. <laughs> this, is what talk- this is what I was talking about, though, with the, with the, the fan service and the tropes and stuff. They're going... Remember the first one? Here's a clip from the first one. Having a flashback, see? Hey, 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 watch, watch. He's doing the hand thing with the kid, like Roy Scheider did in the first one. And not only that, we'll show a clip of it as well, just to hammer home how good the first one is. Stop referencing the first film because I just want to put that on. And I I, I do hear a little bit of, um, there's something in in your tone there, um, which, you know, you have to rein that in. Sorry, usually it's, me Sorry. With, usually it's me with the tone. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> there are there are <laughs> there are a couple of weird weird things in it, and you've just touched on one there. You know, a family is is wiped out by going in the water. Yet Michael Brody Brody becomes a marine biologist, which means he's got to go in the water. Is it kind of like a, a um? A psychology thing. He's trying to overcome his fears by going back in the water. There's a bit where she's saying, "I can't go in the water. I'll never go in the water." Ten seconds later, she's on a boat going out in the water. Well, there's that that dream sequence where she's like, "Nobody gets in the water. We stay away from the water and do this." And even when she and when she dips her toe in the water, she starts having the visions again and starts sensing the shark. Mm. Um, so she and then there's that dream sequence where she's like, "Doop doop doop doop, doo, swim swim swim." Uh, and I was like, you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
was like, you fucking, you can't you tell everyone not they can't play, they can't swing, they can't do the stuff they enjoy. Covered in this beautiful, gorgeous scenery, this gorgeous, beautiful, um, you know, blue oasis water and stuff. It, like, it, if anything, like I, I, I just wanted to see more of more of the Bahamas, more of of like. <laughs> The stuff, the, and I have another problem with the with the Jaws films. <laughs> they have to be. There has to be a contrivance to get people in the water. Like you've got to be like you, Jaws can't kill anybody unless you get them in the water. Mm. So you've got to always get characters in the water. So you always have to have some, you know, a body of water or some job that links to the water, or you know, you know, like the Sea World one, or the you know, or this where he's a marine biologist, or oh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> Um, the, my my favorite scene in it, and it's a, a very quick scene, and it's got nothing to do with with the shark at all. But it always makes me laugh, and it's made me laugh ever since I first saw it. Was the first time they get to the Bahamas, they're in the plane with Hoagie. He's flying around, and the kids go, "Oh, this is great! This is fine." Now they've just come for, from a funeral where the brother's been torn to shreds. They're all traumatic. So what does Huey do? Pretends to crash the plane. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> what do you think of this, kids? <laughs> and, he, and he just say he just say to the little girl, he's like, sometimes I let interesting people sit on my lap. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, okay, 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 Michael, <laughs> whatever you say. And now tell us lots of weird stories. All right. Um, well, I, I love it. You know, I love it. I love it when she's, he's teaching Ellen to fly, and he just he just folds his arms, and the plane yeah. starts going down. Yeah, because that, that's a, that's a, that's exactly how I was taught. Oh dear. Um, yeah, that's that's how I was taught to fly. Gags went up in there and went off your pop. But you know, I don't I don't think the acting's terrible. I think the acting's good. I think the scenery's good. Like you were saying before, I think that you know the director can't do those scenes which you really really need in a Jaws movie. You you know the only time he really builds up suspense is the first fifteen minutes because it's a, you know. In the jaw, I'd, even though the the banana boat kind of attack hmm. is, it, you know, is a long, long shot. You're never surprised. It's never, no. you know, there's none of that kind of um, Luton, uh, Luton busting in it. Were build up, build up, build up. No, it's not there like the first one had. Yeah, you know, kids pretend to be sharks. Also, Spielberg knew how to shoot around the shark when it was shit and didn't look good or it wasn't working. This guy can't do it. Like the first shot we see of the shark is just a random, a random snippet. It's not like we don't see him in the first scene, obviously, because of all the editing and the the dark and everything. We see Sean go in the water, but then when he's off to the Bahamas, it's just a random shot, and you see the entire shark. And I'm like, you've just, you've just shown me all the shark, and it's, it's a nothing thing. It's a no. There's mm. no feeling for me because I'm just like, oh, there's, there's the the shark, right. And they don't do anything. It's just, it's literally just like cutting from scene to scene. They cut to the Bahamas, they cut back and they see a shark. It cuts back to the Bahamas. It it does, in places, it does feel a little bit like one of those um, American soap operas hmm. that have been going on for like 50 years, like Sunset Beach. Oh, God, yeah. Where they had like mummies and things in it. <laughs> time, the time of our lives. And... Yeah, it does. Because you've got like this forced relationship. Which, God, I'm defending. I'm slagging off my own movies that I'm defending. <laughs> anyway, you have, you, have this, you have this forced relationship between Brody and Hoagie. 
Broody and Hoggy. That's like, Hog- that's Hog- like a porn <laughs> name, doesn't it? It's terrible. I was going to say, and, this this film is really horny. Like, Listen, Kane wants it. She wants it. The shark wants it. Every, everybody, <laughs> everybody wants, everybody it. wants some. Uh, Mario Van Peebles definitely wants some. You know what? He's. I think he's my least favourite character in it. Oh, he is annoying. He's, he's a, a, he's a prick. To... He's a prick. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's well. He's, he's obviously put there for comedy value, but he's just a dickhead. Yeah, he's not. He's not like a. He's, he's like a dickhead friend. Yeah, sometimes he's funny, but eighty percent of the time he's just a dickhead. Like that first day, Michael's back and they're working, they're doing the shells and all that, and then he's just constantly fucking abusing him. And abusing him, abusing him to the point where he gets out of the war and starts having a go at, at Jake. And then Jake turns around and went, Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry about your dead brother. And then later, when he specifically, Michael specifically told him, Do not tell my mum about the shark or she'll go mental. Do not mention this shark. That and it's his idea to find the shark because he's like, Oh, we can make money, we can do this, we can do that. And then when he's in the nightclub, like the same day, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna make some money." What do you mean? Uh, oh, uh, nothing. He almost tells Alan Brody there's a fucking shark, which she kind of already knows anyway. But they've everyone's yeah. convinced her. Everyone's convinced her it's all in her head, especially Michael Caine. They're like, "Relax, it's stress, it's grief, it's everything." Um, you know, and you're just making the assumption because they they're even oh. laughing at the idea that it, it's a shark coming for revenge in the movie. You can't. Yeah, because she keeps saying it's coming for us, and she, you know, she has this kind of brody tingle every time the the um brody jack is nearby. <laughs> brody tingle. Are we having that? It's good though, isn't it? <laughs> Trade, trademark Dennis Brody tingle. <laughs> every time the shark is well, near. You know what I thought was quite interesting, actually. I thought it was kind of clever in a way. Was you know you were talking about the opening scene and Ellen's mm. making the food and Sean's dicking about and trying to steal the food and she's like stop that and he's like stop what and she's and she goes because she's not looking at him when he does that and she also goes be careful with the knife and then instantly he cuts himself so what I thought because I knew there was a, a psychic element to this film I thought that was her kind of that that was them kind of layering in uh, kind of Chekhov's gun type thing that that mm. she was going to develop more psychic abilities throughout. Um, and I like that, but I realised that's probably just me. I probably just wrote that into the film myself. It's not something they actively did. <laughs> it, 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 it is funny, though, when you think about it. It's like, so you've got all these special powers. She's like the worst X-Men, isn't she? <laughs> She's like vomiting people. Like, like, you know, What can you do? I've got psychic abilities. Only to one shark. <laughs> one specific shark that wants to kill me. Oh, great! Very well, helpful. But ult- ultimately, I think I think what you need, what we you, you take away from it is it is a monster movie it, it, in the loosest possible term. That's what it is. It's 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 a B. Even though it doesn't have a B movie budget, it is to me. It's a B movie. It's like on the path like Piranha, hmm. and you know came for 50,000 fathoms and, and things like it's, it's a it's a proper b movie it's not national geographic it's not it's not supposed to be factual or anything so i think if, if you if you look at it as as a monster movie i think it kind of delivers on that yeah, and I don't guess. look at it as a jaw if you don't look at it as a jaws movie sequel yeah and they, yeah and they took it out of it and just added i don't know a deep blue sea or and all those other shitty shark films they put out now i, I quite like um, lucy <laughs> 
I love Deep Blue Sea. It's great. It's a great movie. But it's like that, that reef as, and... As shark movies go, I think that one's pretty good. <laughs> Riptide and, and Blood in the Water and Oh My God, My Leg's Missing or shit like that. Well, um, there's a, there's another film I covered, another Jaws... I'm going to call this Jawsploitation because it, it fucking is, even if it is a, a sequel to the same film. It is Jaws Jawsploitation. And... And a couple of years ago, I covered Orca, which is basically the same plot and and features a killer whale who has um, the mental capacity to know what combustion is uh, and blows up a town. Like mm. that's that's ludicrous, and the revenge for that makes sense because a whaler kills his family. Um, the the female whale. Um, miscarries in probably the most hilarious fashion I've ever seen anything done in. And then she dies, the baby dies, and then he's coming for the fisherman. He's coming for the whaler. And that makes more sense to me, even though it's ludicrous and ridiculous and over-the-top and bizarre and cheesy. It's still better than this. Yeah, no, and and that's and that's what, even though I'm trying to defend it and failing miserably, <laughs> I, I'm not, I, in no way, shape or terms am I saying this is... no. A good movie, you know. I think your Sharknado Three is better. Yeah, I think the strongest this. argument you have going for you is that the previous film is much worse. And I also think the long shots and the scenery and all that kind of helps as well because you kind of get distracted by that. Yeah, and it it's a short, it's a relatively short movie as well, hmm. which is always a bonus. But again, monster movies are short movies, and you know you've got the supernatural element in it. So, so to me, it's just it's just a throwaway B movie. Hmm. You know, you stick on with a couple of friends around, take the piss out of it. You know, laugh about the shark, laugh about the ludicrous, the fact that she can see things that she wasn't even there or anything, and she has a brody tingle. <laughs> but it's it got it for me. It's got good cast. You know, not A listers. You're talking. You've got Kane going through the numbers, but being charming, being funny, being able to get his shirt dry within seconds of getting out of the water. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, he just he delivers the old shit line perfectly when the jaws come when jaw when Bruce comes out for him. You can call um, him jo- you can call him Jaws if you want. I, I don't care. I know, I don't, there'll be, there'll be some there'll be some people out there who go, you know Jaws is not actually the name of the shark. Yeah. Um, no, well, we all know to be fair, the shark has never been named, so we just got yeah. Bruce. Yeah, you can call it Bruce, you can call it whatever, or the shark. I, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm, I'm not one of those like. Actually, it's Frankenstein's monster. Well, I'm um, like what? And, whatever the fuck. And that sh- and the shark when he comes out for um, it looks terrifying. It looks great. Mm. You know, it looks really good until it goes back in the water and you see the mechanism again. So I, I think that's what it's got going for it. It is absolutely insane, and the dialogue is dire yeah. and. There's things in there's things happen and you you you've no idea why, such as Michael walking on the beach with his wife, chatting about everything, and then sets off running. Oh Where's yeah. Yeah, it's just like they're just like, Oh, I can't believe my brother was eaten by a shark. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah it's it's awful. You'll get over it. We'll we'll make it through this. And she's like, it's just all of a sudden starts running. He doesn't say anything to there's no impetus for him to run, but he's just like He's just like, and she's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Nowhere." He's a bit of wooden, isn't he? He's you know bit. what? I I don't think he's too bad. I don't think he's given much to work with. I did have another issue with the diving scenes. You know, and the, when they're in the oh. diving suits and the sub, little. Oh. 
Go on. Are you, are you complaining that I have issues? No, with no, not at all. So, <laughs> if you didn't have issues with it, I'd be complaining. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be human, Dennis. <laughs> uh, I there's a, all this time they're talking with Jake and Michael, and when they swap over as well, there's one of them underwater, and they've got radio contact. Yeah, yeah. Every time that person is underwater, be it Jake or be it Michael, they're in radio contact, but they've got nothing over their ears. Yeah, they're like Avengers. Yeah, just touch touch your ear and it works. Speaking well, Avengers didn't even do that, did they? No, they didn't. I'm just like, oh, we can hear, we can hear everything. In your face, in your face, Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In your face, in your face. Even Jaws the Revenge is better than yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, take that. Billions, billions, of, billions of pounds spent, <laughs> and you didn't once touch your ears. It was bloody. No, I know. It was the worst. <laughs> um, speaking of technology as well, the the way that they kill the shark is the most fucking shit bit of pseudoscience Mm -hmm. I've I've ever seen in a film because I still don't know what the fuck they do to that shark. Okay. He just goes, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, we do this. And he goes, yeah, yeah, and you can do this, and you can do this. And I'm like, none of that is making sense. I don't know what that little light thing is. I don't know why it hurts it. I don't know how that works. I don't know how. Jake, they all explain it to you really, really quick while they're making it. It's not my fault you didn't pay attention. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I need to. I need you to know, focus a bit harder. But there is no, there is no sense to anything that they're saying. They're just like, you know, people complain about Marvel films where it's like, oh, it's nanobots. Everything's nanobots and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I can. But at least I can buy that. At least I can kind of go. Well, it's comic book world, and <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like buy. It. I don't buy that two fucking torches slapped together can injure a shark. It's a bit like when I go to the garage and they turn around to me and tell me, it's like, your flange injector needs this, that, and the other. And I just go, yeah, okay. Not a clue. No, not a clue what they're talking about. Similar to that. No, yeah. not, I, a, not a clue. Because I, I, I read that Mario Van Peebles basically wrote his part for this. He did. Yeah. He did write his part for it. He came up with the torches. <laughs> Have you seen the alternative ending? Ah. This, this? Now, this, this sounds better, the alternative ending. I think the alternative ending is so much better than this because there's no explosion for starters and it's very much like an ending of perhaps what a slasher movie <laughs> okay give it a rest so basically you know the same thing it stabs stabs the shark and the shark is kind of moving around flopping around on this on this stake thing through it there's blood coming out of the shark's mouth there's all shit going on and then it just kind of slides off it falls into the sea and then you get the same shot of it falling down. Apparently, test audiences didn't like that one. I beg to differ. I yeah. think the producers wanted a big explosion, just like at the end of Jaws. And they even, I think they even used footage for Jaws in that ending, they, didn't they? they? They did. The bit where the body's coming down at the end, it's just stock footage. Yeah, because you, I think you can um, see the little, um, the yellow canisters, I don't know what they're called, but the little things. Um, but yeah, the, the other, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, unless the torch electric thingy device maybe got hit by the piece of you know stuff and i don't know but it would a torch would not explode there's no there's no dynamite in a torch well there's also no electric enough to press and make a a a shark roll true true that's fair point that's fair point so i quite quite like the i quite like because jaws is a little it's got a little bit of that kind of you know moby dick ahab Mm type thing going on doesn't it and and oh, i like yeah, the, I, li- so, yeah. I like the idea that she steers the ship and it it 
you know, it goes into the shark. It's a bit like uh, the Little Mermaid when Eric's fighting Ursula, who does a similar thing, doesn't he? He gets the front of the boat and stabs her with it. And I like that. I like that visually. I like that contextually within the story of the film, within the kind of references they're making as well. And you also have that little flashback of Brody with his gun connecting them. Remember the first film. Remember the first film. Remember the first film. Connecting them. Connecting them by power of... Remember how much you liked that one. Brody tingles. But do you see, like, a plan is flawed from the first second. He decides that the boat she goes out wants to go out in the ocean in. It last two minutes. It's tiny. And then when she goes, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I have to. They've got a really good tension-building device in this, and they don't fucking use it. So you remember Aliens Mm. with the motion detectors, yeah? They're terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're scary. And the, the way they go off and when there's more and more of them and they're getting closer and it, it intensifies and intensifies the noise. You know, I've played Alien Isolations, I've played Aliens Fireteam Elite, and that noise still scares me to this day. And they have a similar shark tracker thing that they put on him and does nothing. Like they have they have literally a device to build tension and they don't use it. They also don't use a lot of stuff within this, like common sense. <laughs> And I've, I've, I'm just going to just go over my little thing one more time. Sure. It's not perfect by a long stretch of the imagination. It's trashy. It makes no sense at all. It makes, I mean, I mean, no sense. But I think it's, I think it's well acted with what they had to act with because the script is horrendous. I think the locations are shot beautifully. It's a very, it's a throwaway monster B movie. That is half decent if you don't connect it to Jaws. If it's just a monster movie, I th- I think if you took this off and took all the Brody shit away and called them, I don't know, the Dans, you know, we're going after the Dans or whatever. Yeah, because we, we all want to throw you to the sharks, mate. I think people would be a little bit kinder to it. But everyone compares it to Jaws, Spielberg. And it's not even Jaws two, which is even the which fucking is fun. The, Dennis. The fucking film does it. The film itself it goes. It does. And that's what I'm Jaws. saying. If it gets rid of all that crap, gets rid of all that baggage, underneath that, I think you've got a, a reasonable monster movie. I like alligator. I think. I think the other way around. I think if you get rid of all the shark shit. You've probably got a nice soap opera there. Oh yeah, definitely a soap opera. I think you've got some. You've got a melodrama or a soap opera or something. Because again, we've said that the actors are pretty good. The dialogue needs work, but a soap opera would basically have the same sort of dialogue anyway. Yeah. And I think I think they do the best with what they can. I think Michael Caine mm. is improvising. Mario Van Peebles is clearly riffing. Um, oh, Melvin Van Peebles makes a cameo as well. Yes. Yeah. And he's a very running. Let's guess, yeah. Um, get, his, get his steps in. Another thing as well, which I noticed, because um, obviously they, they were trying to get so many actors back. They were trying to get Richard Dreyfus back, Scheider yeah. back. Um, that bit where um, Ellen Brody's outside and, and Michael and uh, and his family arrive. Mm. Oh God, and that line when the little girl comes in, she goes, hey, Uncle Sean's dead. Didn't you know? It's the first line she comes in with. And they're like, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, we put him there. But I realised that um, I looked on the IMDb and it's actually a lot of the actors from the first two films. Those, the Yeah, women it's in... a lot of the background actors yeah. and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah. And I like think the uh, 
the mayor was uh, going to be in it, but he um, oh, the, the, he died. One of the women on the committee is in it, isn't she? The one who wants to keep the beach open. Yeah, um, I think she's, and, she's in it. So Mrs. Kinter is in it. So she's the one who I believe she's the one whose uh, son dies. Yeah, Alex dies. Yes, and she blames, she slaps Shider and's like, "It's your fault." Yeah, Mrs. Taft. Uh, was in the first two movies as well. And I didn't notice that because there's not a real strong focus on them in the shot anyway. It's more... No, they're to the back of China, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And the, mm. the, the lighting doesn't even show them. So I thought it was really nice that they, they managed to get them back and there is that sense of continuity a little bit. Um, again, it could have been better and there could have been other stuff and other characters. And but... I just like I like the location because it feels, you know, it does feel like the right place. It feels like this is where they live now. You know, they mm. you know... Sun's taken up the mantle, but so like you said, I can't. I can't say it's a good movie because I just can't. No, but no. what I, you know, what I can say is I've seen a lot worse than this when it comes to kind of like monster movies. Sure. But it, what what kind of keeps swinging? And this is what my my beloved wife, who has no insight into anything at all, hmm. said. Alligators, miles better. Wasn't that made as like a spoof of Jaws? Yes, it was, darling. Hmm. And yes, it is. Well, I Thank mean, think, think of all of them, like Piranha as well. Like, yeah, Piranha. That's a better. That's a spoof of Jaws. Orca, yeah. Orca is kind of a spoof of Jaws in in some senses, um, and I enjoy that because it's just insane. I want to talk about a couple of things from the original script that didn't make it in. Okay. So, and I think they're the most interesting things about the script. That Usually, they cut isn't out. it? So, so they cut out. Uh, Here's what makes it interesting. So the revenge originally was not going to be the shark. The revenge was going to be on an evil uh, witch doctor, voodoo guy, uh, like a Baron Samadhi from Live and Let Die, that sort of thing. And he was going to use his magic or witchcraft to make a shark come and attack the Brodies who had wronged him. So the revenge of Jaws, the revenge, was not actually the shark's revenge because he has no link to the Brodies, but the witch doctor does. So it, he, it's just a tool. The shark is a tool for this this character. Ah, witch doctor, was it? Which Voodoo- one? <laughs> doctor who? Oh fuck off you. Uh, or I, th- I think it's I think it's I think it's called like a, a Hungan, which is like a voodoo priest or Hungan. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. And there was another another plot point of what Michael Caine does for a living. Because they're always like, what's he doing? He's a bit shady. He's a bit weird. I thought he was a smuggler or something. Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I've I've read two different accounts. One, that he was running drugs and that he was involved in a drug operation or forced into a drug operation. And then also I learned the other option was, or the other thing it was, I can't be 100% sure, was that it? He was a government agent, and he was uh, transporting like um, money or like uh, counterfeit money or something, mm. something like that. Which again, both would be really fucking interesting, and it wouldn't and it be would about... fit in with the history of Bahamas and stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, and, think, that's, yeah. and that's what I think they were trying to do. I think they were trying to say some political stuff about the Bahamas, or you know, the stuff that's happened there in the past, or. Maybe they were they were worried about maybe coming across racist or xenophobic mm. or or offensive or maybe they wanted to show the Bahamas in a good light, unlike the Jaws 3D, which absolutely did not show SeaWorld in a good light uh, until Blackfish, anyway. Which turned yeah, which turned that all to be true, doesn't it? Yeah, it I kind of I, I, I like the Witch Doctor one. I like that. I like the mm. idea of that. 
Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something there, and it would make kind of a bit of sense why uh, Ellen Brody senses stuff because it will be connected yeah. to the family. And so even, they've obviously kept some bits in, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, some of the dialogue has definitely been kept in. Like he, like even even Michael says the shark wants revenge. You don't believe in that voodoo, do you? So there's, there's clearly bits that are just kind of dialogue. You're like, that's there for a reason. That's not. You, you, you could have had completely different and have Mummy Brody hmm. going absolutely crazy and getting a revenge on the town folk for letting her husband die. You just want to turn everything like, into a slasher movie, Dennis. That's all. No, no. I was thinking more of the end of Rambo. They, uh, oh, she, El- oh, she goes Ellen crazy. Brody. Ellen Brody gives them a war they wouldn't believe. Oh, she goes out with Sean and Michael to kill Effie non-shark to get right. her revenge. Because obviously the shark killed her husband with giving her an attack. Nothing to do with all the fried breakfasts <laughs> and the pancakes and all, all the drinking, all that drinking. Yeah, none, well. of that. none of that. Yeah. None of that. I'll tell you one thing. What was which is which one bit of the movie that really really pisses me off is the um, mimicking scene. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, fucks me off. That I hate it. It's just because it, when when that bit is done in 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 the original movie, it's emotional. He's been through a lot. He's tired. He's he's struggling with things. In this, it's just a rip-off. I, I, I agree. Absolutely no need to have it in there. Take that idea and do something else with it. Don't do the exact same thing. It's it's blatant. I was just, I was watching it. I was like, fuck me, I want to, I want to watch Jaws again. Um, it is, it, well, Jaws is one that is in my top five favourite movies of all time. I absolutely yeah. love Jaws. It's amazing. Um, and it's, uh, Amy loves it. Sarah loves it. We all. It's one of those movies that if we flick in and we mm. catch it, same as Deep Blue Sea, we'll carry on watching it, no matter oh, what about yeah. us up to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the the shots and stuff in it, you know, the, the the tension, the fact the shark didn't work, all that is just brilliant. And there are flashes of it in this movie. But I just think, I think it gets bogged down with its own legacy. And it doesn't have to be. You just get rid of all that bullshit. Like you were saying, get rid of all that yeah. crap. Yeah. You know, and the witch doctor thing would work. Because yeah. it's, it's different. It's a different slant. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like... It's just, it's the same lines, it's the same story, it's the same arc, same character arcs as well. Like, don't go in the water, don't go near the shark. Oh, I got it, but I'm afraid of the water, but I got to fight the shark. I got it. It's, it's just, I was just like, oh my God, you've been doing this for like three films. Like, how, how have you not changed it up? Like, those ideas that they have cut are in the novelization. You can get that novelization and you can read it. And there's, there's there's more stuff than that, but those are the two key main plot points that they got rid of. But they kept all the melodrama, all of the Michael Caine romancing Ellen Brody. Well, let's be honest, that's what he that's what he can shoot, isn't it? True. He was a yeah. soap opera. I think he was a soap opera director <clears throat> or the writer. Or some, just I, I I can believe that. Now you've said that, I've not looked into him, but I can believe I'm that. I'm sure it is. And and that he, he sticks in his comfort zone. But then again, a lot of directors can direct certain things. So the secondary director does it. Assistant, yeah, uh, director. assistant look, directors, yeah. Yeah, look look at Batman. You know, most of the fight scenes and action sequences were, you know, directed by Tim Burton. They were directed by somebody else, you know, and he was just there to kind of supervise it. If you can't do that, bring somebody else in who can. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like like the transporter, the original transporter film that I've talked about on uh Back to the Filmography with uh, I'm Jack's Musings. It was directed by two people. It was directed by Louis Louis Leterrier and uh, and Corey Young. Louis Leterrier did all the dialogue and all the the stuff, you know, the kind of general scenes, wrote the script. Corey Young did all the action sequences because that's what he does. Yes. Why not do that? Why not? If you go in, 
it's not my thing. Uh, I don't know if I'll be good at it. Or maybe just try it out. Go like, I think I need to shoot it like this. And, and again, he's gone. I'll watch Jaws. I'll try and do that. And that's that's all he's doing. Yeah. And like today, he'd probably watch The Meg and say, I want to copy off that. Yeah, absolutely. They make the shot massive. I like the Meg. Did you know that this, that both previous, all of the previous Jaws movies, it took them two years to make? Do you know how long it take, took to make this? Was it nine weeks? Nine Start months. to finish. Nine, nine months. months, was it? I knew it was nine something. Yeah. Nine months. Not even a mm. year went well, by. Because they used a lot of stock footage in it as well, didn't they? Mm. I think most things were done in one take as well. That I can believe. <laughs> Well, Sean's, I think Sean's um, death almost killed me. I'll never be <laughs> over this. <laughs> Sean's death. Oh, oh it almost see, killed me. I'll listen, never get over this. I would never pay for it. It's. I think it's on Amazon. Jaws one, two, three, and four. I would probably follow them up with Meg, Deep Blue Sea, Shallows, which is I like the Shallows. In the Shallows is very good. I've not seen The Shallows, and I've not seen 47 Metres Down, but I've heard they're both really good. Yeah, Shallows, the the Metres Down one, we'll have a chat away from this about that one. Sure. Um, But I I like, because it's just one one person versus one shark. Yeah, simple. They they could be Jaws movies. You know, the the Shallows could have been Jaws 4. One person, you know, she could have been stuck on her own Hmm. with this shark stalking her, and that would have been a better movie. But... As I keep saying, and this is the last time I'm going to say it, probably, it's a throwaway monster movie and the shark roars. You know, very, very kind of like Ray Harryhausen type of. There are scenes that you, that you, that you're watching and think, yeah, that's not, that's not too bad. Well, speaking of the shark roaring, there has currently just been released within the last year uh, a book about the making of Jewels of the Revenge, and it's called The Shark Roars or. Um, this this shark roars or something, um, and uh, I'm going to use the I'm going to use the art from the book uh, as the uh, promotional image, and uh, and yeah, it's just a it's just a book, and it's only just come out, um, and it's got all that it's got. You know, we can't cover all the stuff that's in the book, obviously, but uh, you know, it's there if you want to get if you want to delve in deeper, if you want to look at interviews, you want to look at facts and figures. Uh, another thing, another fact about the film is that the special effects team. We're in the Bahamas a month before principal photography, so when it was properly going to be shooting, and <laughs> they said we didn't get a script, we didn't know what we were supposed to make or what we were supposed to do, and then eventually all the the demands started coming in. So they were sat around in the Bahamas just waiting to go to do something to make something, and then they said, it, it? and they said, and they said. Um, this shark will be like nothing anybody has ever seen. And they were right. <laughs> they were right, Dennis. Oh, bless them. And there are, there are lots of things. You know, I, I know there's lots of stories behind about the production and stuff and the, the budget spiraling out of control and people not turning up on time and people getting drunk on rum and things like that. So I, I know there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but a different director may be a different movie or one that could actually, you know, direct a few set pieces because like i said there's yeah. only three really isn't there in the whole movie i somewhat i mean i think your defense has been fairly fairly good considering it's this bad a movie um but i think if i had not watched jaws 3d i would have thought this was worse i think the fact that i've seen jaws 3d and can compare it directly has aided your argument yeah. today well next to anyone who's listening to this watch sand sharks then watch jaws the revenge 
I'll be on a winner. And if any, any, any of the Asylum movies, watch them first. Uh, one, one last little fact from me as well. The script apparently was was rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and and altered and changed at the the request of Universal so many times that apparently the writers start putting in more and more ludicrous ideas, including a revenge-seeking shark. And eventually they were like, you know what? We like that. That's good. And then they were like, shit. This movie's going to get made, <laughs> but then they thought maybe we can, maybe we can try and make this work. And yeah, I don't think they succeeded, unfortunately. I I did hear there was so many rewrites while shooting that they actually ran out of colours to insert into the script, <laughs> um, and they had to kind of recycle the colours again. Now I I don't know that much about rewrite, but apparently mm. they have like a, a colour for each one so that you can read for the day, and they actually ran out of colours. You know, in uh, Halloween two. Uh, the Rob Zombie, mm. one, which is yeah. not very good, uh, and she looks at the um, she looks at the raw shark test, and she sees the horse, and it's clearly yeah. a horse, right? Mm. <laughs> She's like, and the, and Rob Zombie is trying to make up this bullshit about horses mean white horses meaning shit in dreams, which is all bullshit. In this, we've got the wife of Michael, who is she's a sculptor. She's making she's making a sculpture for the Bahamas. It's supposed to represent stuff, and there's a big opening. Uh, and that's where the banana boat sequence happens. <laughs> that clearly looks like a fucking shark. Like, there's no it way does. that is not a shark. I don't care how weird or artistic your interpretation is. I would not bring Ellen Brody in and look at this sculpture, which has a big, large, fin and shark mouth. Do you maybe think that was a bit insensitive? Just a tad. What accent has she got in it, by the way? Oh, I can't remember. Um, it's weird. Is it Ameri- it's supposed to be like English or something. Americanism English. It's weird. Mm. Mm. Did you enjoy the bit where she took off her knickers and flicked her at um, Michael? Not really. I thought you'd be well into that. Why? Because you're a sexual you're a sexual deviant. Uh... You're like you you thought about having sex with an angry welder since you were a child. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> no, I I you know, no, not really. I'd rather I, I did get this funny kind of Brody Tingle. When we're yeah, while watching, I was saying, if Michael Ken did give a watch, his Oscar and Bones, there'd be nothing left apart from a bit of gristle. You know, <laughs> because there's nothing of her, is there? Is that gonna is that gonna beat the edit? <laughs> oh God, I might have to leave that one in. Fuck you now. Um, but yeah, a bit of spinal fluid. <laughs> but I, I, stop. I just she's... I don't know where you're going with this. You can stop there. This, you can stop. I was just saying there was, there's nothing of her. At all. No, she's oh, she's quite thin. She's quite. I mean, she's 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 not young here, is she? She's not. Do you think? Do you think the sexual tension was put in on purpose? Or do you think it was just sun, sand, and rum? I don't know. Maybe. I well, I I kind of feel like like Michael Caine is bloody is riffing anyway. Like I think he yeah. it almost feels like he's like. Yeah, this is going to be my character thing. I'm going to be the jokey guy. I'm going to tell these stories. You know, the two, the guy. I knew a guy who had one hand uh, piano player, and it took him, it took him two minutes to play the one minute waltz, uh, which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> it's like it's like those shit, like shitty dad jokes. I quite enjoyed, but but he is yeah. the he's the only re- apart from like the cinematography of, of shooting the Bahamas and everything. For me, he's the one kind of saving grace in this. I think the actors are fine to a point. But I think Hoagie or 
Hoagie or Jake should have died. I know Jake did die in the original edit. Yeah, and then they brought him yeah. And they brought him back. And I'm like, how did Michael Caine survive? Inexplicable. How did he survive? Completely inexplicable. Well, as well. that he gets dragged underwater with clearly a stunt double <laughs> going down with pr- You know what? I, I'm almost certain it was a white stunt double as well. I, I, I didn't pay much, that much attention. I just knew it wasn't him. But I know I know why. I know why Michael Caine survived. Because he's magical. Because you know anyone what, you know, you know what it was? Climb it was... over a boat and instantly dry. <laughs> Do you know what he said about that? He said it took him so long between shots that the sun actually dried him out. Wow. Well, that's the thing about shooting on water. There's always or underwater. There's always issues, isn't there? Like the base. So what? Titanic, they don't think. Hang on a minute. Water world. He's dry. Let's go put it water over him. Yeah, the continuity yeah. person was had a day off. You know, you know how I think. You know why I think he he uh, had to get out of the water and managed to survive because he had to go pick up his Oscar he couldn't get while he was filming this. That's very, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, very good. <laughs> yeah, he's like shit. Uh, I need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He My went career's for, gonna um... be based on this. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, he, he's. I mean, he's been retired for like twenty five years. Did he? Yeah. Did he do Swarm? After was that before this or after? That? Well, well, he this was part of his uh, paycheck series of films. Yeah, yeah. Which also included the island, which is a Peter Benchley novel. So it's based on a Peter Benchley right. novel, like The Deep, uh, like Jaws. So he starred in that, and it's about inbred pirates. So it's right up your street, Dennis. Cool. Well, I am from Milner, and we do have web feet here. <laughs> Actually, we don't. I don't because I'm not actually from here. But you have to be at least 17 generations before your class is local. We're local. And at, at least, local at least shop have, for local people. And at, at least have you know only four of your original teeth left, <laughs> and and a meat that makes your nose bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people used to come in your comic book shop were a bit like that. I can't comment on them. I think I, I think it would be um, I think it would be frowned upon. Oh, okay. Mocking, okay. mocking the afflicted. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You, but, but saying, but saying, some, but saying, somebody's going to have sex with someone so much they turn into gristle. That's fine, is it? That's okay. Yeah, because they don't know them. <laughs> no. Well, that's a terrible justification for things. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I'm gonna get, no. We're going to get you cancelled, Dennis. That's going to be my I, new mission. Let's get you cancelled. I canceled. like this. I like the swarm. Uh, I've not yep. seen that one. I do like the Spider-Man villain, the Swarm, because he's utterly ridiculous. He's he's the Jaws' revenge of Spider-Man villains. Oh, I do. I do like the Swarm. I think it's um, it's trying to be the birds with with bees, <laughs> but but um, African something bees. Right, uh, I Dennis. I think you've talked about enough about the birds and the bees this time round, especially in relation to Ellen Brody. Thank you very much. They would make a lovely, lovely couple. <laughs> right. So, Dennis, we're not the only people that have opinions about this film. We have some listener comments. So I'm going to okay. read these out to you. So here only we go. Only read them out of the positive. We have no comments. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mike Burton of Genuine Chit Chat, that's at Genuine Chit Chat on Twitter, uh, says, I controversially didn't actually enjoy Jaws when I watched it. Although it was many years ago, I appreciate it as a movie and don't think it's bad, but something didn't quite click, so I never tried the sequels. Have you and Dennis seen all the Jaws movies? How do the sequels rank? Uh, so Jaws 2, the best of the yeah. sequels. Then then this. 
than Jaws yeah. 3D, I'd say. Yeah, and it's it's only just by like a sheet of paper. Yeah. Well, I've d- I did a review on Letterboxd, and I gave I gave uh, I gave Jaws 3D one star, and I gave this one and a half stars. Yeah, I think I think Jaws Jaws two is good fun. I think it's more yeah. of a fun movie. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's it's solid. It's serviceable. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It is much of the same, but so is mm. Rocky two. So yeah, is yeah. RoboCop two. You know, there's a lot of films out there that are. You know, Back to the Future two, Ghostbusters two is basically the same film. It's, I still it's, like it. it's entire movie. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. But that's one of my problems with this. But Ghostbusters two is actually kind of entertaining, where this yeah. isn't. Unfortunately, um, uh, so that's how the sequels rank, Mike. So there you go. There's our official ranking. And do you think uh, they should reboot Jaws? Give it a modern, high budget renewal? Uh, is what's been happening with horror franchises recently? Do people not want modern, scary, tense shark movies? And now they get more of a joke given films like Piranha 3D, The Meg, and Sharknado. You see, I th- I think Deep Blue Sea isn't. I think that's more. It's not jokey, is it, Deep Blue Sea? No, but it's got it's got a sense a- of humor to it. Apart from the way when she goes. The shark's got smarter. <laughs> smarter. Smarter. No, I do I, yeah, I do think no. that what I do think that one moment where that established actor doesn't make it. Yeah. I, I think is quite funny in a way. It's quite yeah, it's, it's awesome though. It's, it's subverts it? your expectations and stuff. I yeah. won't spoil who it who it is if you haven't. Shallows. Seen it. Shallows is probably quite a te- Shallows is a uh, a quite a tense shark movie. Yeah. I don't think they could ever it, it's you know, some some horror movies are easy to to, to redo, I think. I think with mm. with Jaws, it was lightning in a bottle. I think everything just kind of fell into place with the score of the music, actors, the kind of a fresh faced mm. kind of director coming doing stuff. I think I think with Jaws, and you can tell because the sequels haven't really worked. And maybe it should be a more of a group of sharks, maybe instead of just one big one. I think you could probably do better CGI with sharks and stuff now. Yeah, than, I think than so. the big big rubber bullshit. I think bullshit that's rubber. part of its charm, though, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. part of. Like you look at the original King Kong, I loved the original 1930s King Kong. It's not brilliant, but I just loved the gorilla in that. You know, the fact they couldn't even brush him <laughs> when they when they moved him, they didn't brush him to make <laughs> fingerprints of him. It's stuff like which is part of the charm. I think I think there are very good horror shark movies out there. I just think Jaws would. I think I think people would be far more up in arms if they remade that. But then again, they remake everything, don't they? Yeah. Well, I I kind of think at least they've stopped. You know what I mean? They went. Okay, fair enough. 3D didn't make that much money, and this made even less. So we're good. And and they still make more money from the first movie anyway on merchandise and stuff. Exactly. Rides and video Mm. games. There was a video game for this. It was originally called Jaws the Revenge, the NES video game. Um, And the the objective was to to stick the boat into the shark. That was what you had to do. Um, But obviously, the reception of this film, not so great. So they just renamed it Jaws. Uh, Just just to sell it. <laughs> remember the remember the good one. Remember the good one. Um so yes. Uh yes, that is uh <laughs> that is our feeling. Mike Mike is reminding me as well that the uh Piranha 3 Double D, the sequel to Piranha 3D, with that being in 3D and in a water park, is taking the fucking piss out of out of Jordan. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah. I, ne- I never realized that before because I've seen that before this. And now I think I appreciate that film in a whole new light. <laughs> I'd rather watch that. You know what? I don't mind either of the, the 
the remake Sopranos. I yeah. I, I yeah, they're right. Again, th- throw away monster movies, throw away silliness. Yeah, and lots of boobies. If you like boobies, lots of boobies. And one of the bits I do like in the 3D one is when the women get eaten up, and you you see um one of the implants float past. <laughs> you think yeah. you know? It's very, it's very tongue in cheek. Uh, I, I yeah, don't know. If, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if maybe you could make that today, that movie necessarily, but um, it's a different world and a different time. Anyway, we've got more comments, and we're we're slowly coming to an end. Uh, Max Byrne, so that's Maxi Byrne on Twitter, at Maxi Byrne. He says, Mario Van Peebles' Caribbean accent is a work of art. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) You broke Dennis, Max. You broke Dennis. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I think it was funny. I don't know if it was that funny. Always, <laughs> when you put it, when you put it, when you work of art. Well done. There you go, Max. Top you got man. Th- th- thumbs up from Dennis. Uh, our good friend Paul Meller. That's at the Meller Geek on Twitter. I can't remember this one, so I will be watching soon. Surely I'd remember if it was good, though. I'm sure you guys will have a good time with it, especially if it is a bad Jaws. I, I will say I've had more enjoyment talking and destroying it than than watching it. Uh, next comment is uh, Mr. J in the UK. Uh, so that's at Mr. J in the, in the UK. Uh, the best thing about the movie is that it brought a wonderful quote from Sir Michael Caine. When asked if he'd seen the movie, Caine replied, I've never seen it, but by all accounts, it's terrible. However, I have seen the house that it built, and it is terrific. Yeah, I think everyone knows that quote from from Jaws the Revenge or about Jaws the Revenge. Uh, I, I, I think his best thing is, shit! <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so going over to Instagram, hail underscore Leviathan. I loved this as a kid, but as an adult, not so much. Apparently they cut out a voodoo subplot that explained the shark's personal obsession and it's still in the novelization. So it sounds like you need to pick up that novelization, Dennis. I can't read. Oh, yeah. You don't buy comics as well. <laughs> or action figures. <laughs> or action figures. Or anything that makes your wife mad. Um, so I've got, uh... Jesus, breathing makes my wife mad. <laughs> and she likes Jaws 3D. I think, you know what? I think it's because you, it was, you know, when you watch movies, we've, we've had this conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like a thing in time. It was a grandparents who took her to see it kind of thing. I think that's ah, okay. why she likes it. Yeah. I think in isolation, if she came home and said that was one of her favorite films, I'd have to get them about mine. Fair enough. I, I'd, I'd agree. I, I love yeah, it to pieces, but I think Definitely. anyway, this is a this is a pretty long comment, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out. Uh, so this is Xander six nine eight one. I also loved this one as a kid. So there is a certain level of nostalgia. That said, this movie is so incredibly bad. I can't help but wonder what kid me was thinking. Uh, From the incredibly fake-looking shark to the multiple fake-out dream sequences to the absolutely absurd ending with the shark exploding for no reason. The original ending is only slightly less absurd, but at least original, where the shark manages to somehow remain out of the ocean long enough to get impaled by the boat's broken bowsprit. I don't know my nautical terms, so so I'm going to believe that's the correct term. Uh, the film also has the most ridiculous uh, dialogue, with my fave being, I'm always wanted to make love to an angry welder. I've dreamed of nothing else 
since I was a young boy. Yeah, that's probably my favourite line too. It's probably the most quotable. <laughs> oh, it's great. I like welders. <laughs> well, we have had a great white Christmas that you have certainly been dreaming of uh, all December. We finally did it. We finally covered Jaws the Revenge. You finally defended something. We've defended quite a few films. We've defended uh, this month. There's been a defense for uh, young Sherlock Holmes, and there's been a defense of Batman Returns, which will be out tomorrow as of Best recording. Batman movie. There you go, Dennis. There you go. I have to agree. My favorite Batman movie. Um, but yeah, that's it, Dennis. Is there anything else you want to say before we finish? No, I think I've said it all, to be fair. And I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Much needed giggle. Yeah, I think so too. It's good to it's good to have you back, as as always. And um, we've got some stuff uh, in the offing next year. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to plan as much out next year. I think I'm just going to play be a bit more loosey goosey. Um, just see what happens, see what I fancy when I fancy it. Um, but yeah, good stuff coming out. Um, good more podcast stuff. Thank you guys. This has been a wonderful year. I think it's been a really solid year. Um, I, th- I think I need to up, up my weird quota again, though. I, don't, I think I've done. I've gone quite mainstream this year, so I think maybe next year I might need to uh, just... really mainstream. You well, some of the. I mean, some of the films we've covered, like Batman Returns or uh, Goodfellas, they're all quite mainstream films. Okay, yeah, I'll let you have that. Yeah, there's some, there's some. but uh, anyway, we'll well, there'll still be the weird and the wonderful, uh, and that's what we do best. And um, we'll look at some comics, we'll look at some other stuff, but we will be here. Dennis will especially be back in 2023, and uh, and all the other great people that we've had this year. I have to thank everybody this year for being so amazing and patient with me and helping, and the Patreon as well have been amazing. Um, it's been really good and uh, it always keeps me going. I'm always excited to do the next thing or it always gets me revved up. It gets me out of bed in the morning, you know, um, even the day, even the days when I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed and I'm like, oh no, I've got to do Patreon or, oh no, the podcast needs to be out next week. I better get it edited. So it's always, it always drives me on, you know, my, my job is fine and my friends are amazing, much like Dennis, my family are good and yeah, it's all good, but I have to thank everybody who's listened, everybody who's, you know, commented or subscribed or, you know, been guests, you know, all of them have been amazing. We've had a few cancellations and delays and, you know, things didn't always happen, but we made the best of it and people have jumped in when they needed to. Uh, and I thank those especially as well. And Dennis, I think it's been a good year for you, right? Yeah, it's been a good year up until the last couple of weeks or yeah, so. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fair um, thing, Things have... Um, but it, I really enjoy doing these podcasts. I enjoy mm. spending time with you. I enjoy geeking out about things. And, you know, it, it's nice to have comments which mention me occasionally in them and things as well, yeah. which is show that people do kind of like what, what I have to say, even though a lot of it is just absolute garbage, um, like this film. Same here, um, same here. But no, no, I, I you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a long... Long short year, if that makes sense. It's like last last month yeah. or so has been long. I think I think that um, was the same with with last year and the year before. It's kind of feels long, but it also has gone quite fast. Yeah, I can't I can't believe like you know it's only what, a couple of weeks before the new year and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, which you know me, I enjoy partying. Not you're gonna see Dennis twenty twenty three future yeah, warrior. Which, you know, maybe get a little bit fitter. I'll be older, not I'm much gonna, wiser, and I'm gonna get a little bit faster. But I, this, this is this is part of my therapy community, and, and I really, really do appreciate you inviting me on dance. Yeah, always, always. You're always. Uh, you, I mean, you're on it the most out of everybody, so, so that says something. And people want because I 
I come around and teabag you more than you asked for. That's what it is. Yeah, well, much like the uh, the tagline for this film, uh, this time it's personal. Dennis is always trying to get personal with me, like a big lumbering shark. Yeah, he does. I he does. A big lumbering shark. Oh, okay, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I can't really say much do on do that. Do 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 do. That's what I'm you... knackered. I'm, oh, I'm also, 45 of my knees are knackered and my back's knackered. Also, that, that's one thing that fucked me off as well. Mario Van Peebles does the sh- the Jaws theme. Yes. What is he referencing? I don't know, but I, I think we're finishing, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We are. We are. I've got, got a little bit along. But you're not uh, on social media still at the moment, Dennis, no? Uh, no, I am thinking about in the new year maybe getting on just to promote like, this stuff and yeah. I have a few kind of irons in the fire for next year. But I'm really, I kind of like being a fan at the moment of things. Sure. Um, more than actually, it's, you know, it's up to you. You can, I mean, leader. I mean, you can have you can have an account, and I can just tag you in stuff, and you can, you know, mm. do. You don't have to post necessarily. You don't have to go on it every day. It'll be there, but I'll always link you if if there's something related. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm think, I'll think about it. Okay, no worries. Uh, but as always, you can find me on Facebook at Secret Balls. I'm on Twitter and Mastodon at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram at Spider Dan Secret Balls. Uh, review, like, share, comment, subscribe, etc. And don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle when you interact with us. And if you want to join the Prattalion and to be briefed in full on the Secret Balls, swing over to Prattle World at Secret Spider Dan and the Secret I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I'm Jack's Musings, Simon Cotton, Paul Mellon, Max Byrne, Scott. Hodgson, Mike Burton, Angry Andy, Tonya Todd, and Tony Farina. Thank you for your continuing donations. And I've got some more Christmas-related stuff coming out just for you guys, especially before the end of the year. And if you want to take in that exclusive content, come and join us on Patreon. Um, I hope everyone has a good new year and it doesn't turn into a New Year's evil. Dennis is shaking his head. I referenced, Bless you. I referenced a film with, a, with an excellent song. It's a very good song that just sticks in your head forever. It was. I'll stop. I'll stop now because everyone's gonna. It's gonna be in everyone's head. Uh, but thank you, thank you, Dennis. Thank you for a wonderful year. Thank you, everybody else, for a wonderful year. And we'll see you in 2023 for more good stuff. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.